It's the Bradfield Weather Podcast, underwritten by McAllen Construction of Prospect, servicing the entire state for over 25 years, from the first dig to the last nail, McAllen Construction. I'm Dan Lavallo. He is Bradfield. And Brad, here we are recording this podcast on Friday, February the 21st. And although it's cold on this Friday morning, I'm telling you, the, the, this forecast is, is is just astounding. This weather is amazing. I mean, we don't have any snow cover where I am. No, no snow cover at all, Dan. And that's been the case for uh, much of Connecticut for much of this winter. And I put this uh, the word winter in, in quotes here because it's been more like a Norfolk, Virginia-type winter than a uh, Connecticut winter, that's for sure. But we did have some cold temperatures around this morning uh, when I was up having my first cup of coffee, Dan. I saw it was eight uh, up at Westfield, Massachusetts, and it was 13 at Bradley. So yeah, a cold morning, and it's going to be a cold afternoon today with temperatures pretty much in the 30s. But all we're looking at for this final week of February as we go through the weekend is another warming trend. So we're looking at 30s today, 40s on Saturday, and I wouldn't be shocked to see it a near 50 in the Monday and Tuesday time frame. And I'll tell you what, Dan, there is no bigger snow lover in the state of Connecticut than me. Some people may be tied with me, <laughs> but I think, I think I'm probably the biggest snow lover in the state. But I, I'll tell you, I know that the Red Sox are on uh, television this afternoon with their first uh, spring training exhibition game. Uh, I believe they take on, is it Northeastern, Dan? I believe, you, yeah, I, th- no. I think it's Northeastern. Although somebody told me they're, they're playing UConn. I, I don't know, maybe one of their teams is playing UConn. But anyway, it's it, oh my ba- goodness. baseball is, is here is what I'm saying. I know, and and uh, they are playing uh, tomorrow. And I read that uh, Brian Johnson is starting for the Red Sox and uh, scheduled to go an inning. And some of the regulars are going to play. So uh, I'll tell you what, um, I I know we'll probably face more snow. I do think that we will. But the the bottom line here is, I just. Uh, think I have spring fever as much as anybody. I just want to turn the page here and, and get on to some really nice weather. Well, let's let's use that as uh, an opening for looking at the weather map. And actually, before we do that, I, I see temperatures in Alaska. Juno's going to be 39. Even Anchorage is going to be in the 30s. And, and I just am astounded by all of this in February that we see temperatures on a regular basis in the 30s in Alaska, Brad. I know. I know, Dan. And, and that, is, that is starting a trend that is even going to intensify and magnify. Um, when we get to the crystal ball segment, I will tell you all about that. Um, there is finally some a huge Alaskan warming in the offing, even warmer than the 30s. And that is going to, unfortunately for us, propel some very cold weather into the eastern two-thirds of the United States. So uh, as we take that first long-range look at the month of March, uh, odds are strongly favoring it to turn cold with respect to average here because you get that big ridge pumping up, and I expected this all winter long, and it really is just starting to happen now. So, uh, you know, certainly an error in my uh, winter forecasting there. 
But that ridge uh, pumping up along the west coast of the United States and on up into Alaska is going to dislodge some cold air up near the North Pole and bring it uh, south and southeast bound uh, toward the Great Lakes and toward New England. So if I had to go out on a limb, even though January has been much warmer than average, uh, February thus far has been much warmer than average. I would have to say that I would believe that March is going to be colder than average. And it could turn out, this is, this is really crazy to me, with the sun angle and the days getting longer and, and the, the sun's strength getting stronger in the sky, the rays more direct. This seems ridiculous for me to state, but I'm going to state it anyway. I wouldn't be shocked if when we average it all out, March turns out to have a colder average temperature than either January or February. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. What is on the weather map, uh, the immediate weather map? What can you tell us? Well, it's a sprawling high-pressure system. That's the reason, Dan, that we've been enjoying these clear skies at night and the sunshine during the day. The sprawling high is actually taking up the country from the Rockies and points east. Uh, the center of the high is out near Kentucky and Arkansas, so it is definitely west of our longitude. So we're still on the cool side of the high, and that's why we had the temperatures in the single digits and teens around here this morning. That's why we're going to have temperatures in the chilly 30s during the day today. But that huge high moves to Tennessee by tomorrow morning and then to the Carolina coast by Sunday morning. So we're clockwise around the high. We're northwest today. We're westerly with somewhat of a moderation tomorrow, but then we're southwesterly by Sunday with a magnified moderation in temperature. Uh, by Monday, that high is definitely squarely off the North Carolina coast. We've got a southwest flow into New England, so that's why I've got the weekend as a nice weekend but with a definite warming trend. So we'll say 30s on Friday, we'll say 40s on Saturday, and we'll say possibly near 50 away from the Connecticut shoreline on Sunday. Now, why do I say away from the Connecticut shoreline? Well, the water temperatures in Long Island Sound right now are running between 35 and 40 degrees. So when the wind blows off the sound, Groton and London and Westbrook and Clinton and New Haven are going to be colder than Norfolk and Colebrook and Goshen. It's it's just a whacked, whacked out weather pattern that we're in right now. But I do see it being colder on the immediate Connecticut shoreline on Sunday and Monday than anywhere else in the state. Well, this almost sounds to me like a wintertime Bermuda high at some point. Is that possible? Well, yeah, uh, yeah, and and essentially, um, w what has happened, Dan, is um, the the error in the long range forecast was that uh, the projections in the tropical Pacific were projected to be in the neutral and so state, neither La Nina nor El Nino. It was expected to be neutral. Uh, some people call it La Nada. And when we do have that Lanata phase of the ENSO, we end up with a lot of snow in Connecticut. So that was error number one. 
in the month of November, the National Weather Service gave an 85% chance of us having a La Nada this winter. And obviously, we did not. We've had an El Nino. And what the El Nino has allowed has been the southeast ridge in the United States to exist. It has never been squashed. It has never been pushed down. It has never, uh, it never really gone away. Now, there are some tendencies, and again, when we go to the crystal ball segment, I'll tell you about that, in, in the month of March, it looks like the entire country is colder than average, except Florida is above average. Why is that? That southeast ridge still exists, but that southeast ridge has been pumping up along the eastern seaboard of the United States all winter long, and it is not allowed any cold air to get in here. So instead of getting the ridge and the trough and the ridge and the trough and cold northwesterly flow in the upper levels of the atmosphere, we've had a more of a westerly flow off the Pacific right across the continental United States. And we're not really going to get cold when our winds are coming in from like, uh, you know, Washington and Oregon. We need our winds to come from like Hudson Bay in the upper atmosphere to get cold here. So yes, Dan, in answer to your question, that Southeast Ridge does still exist. You could call it a Bermuda high, quote unquote. And uh, during the, uh, during the day on uh, Monday, with that high centered off the North Carolina coast, that's exactly what it's going to be doing. It's going to be acting as a heat pump with the southwest flow into New England. So meanwhile, to finish out the weather map segment, uh, back to Tuesday morning, we're going to have a low-pressure system near Pittsburgh cutting to our west, and snow lovers know when a storm cuts to our west in the winter, it ultimately turns out to be a warm storm and rain. So that's what I see on Tuesday. I see rain and temperatures in the 40s. Um, that low will be off the uh, main coast on Wednesday morning. Um, now, it gets a little more complicated because Arctic air starts slipping into western New York by Wednesday morning, and we'll have another storm developing in Kentucky. On Thursday morning, the low pressure is near Albany, New York. Now, that's close to us, Dan. So uh, right now, with the consensus of the computer modeling, it would look like the next storm coming along, not Tuesday, that's rain for sure, but the one Wednesday night into Thursday still looks like rain because if the storm cuts up the Hudson River and moves into, say, the Albany area, Again, Connecticut will be east of the storm track, so again, Connecticut will be on the warm side of the storm. But that's nearly a week away now. That's still six days out. So things can change. If, if, if that storm center next Thursday morning is not centered near Albany, say that storm center is centered near Nantucket, well, then we've got a really good fighting chance for some snow, especially with the Arctic air nearby in, in uh, parts of upstate New York, et cetera. So uh, at this point, I'd say the odds are Wednesday night into Thursday of next week. So we're talking the uh, 26th and 27th of February. The odds are it's going to rain, but the odds are better that that one could have some snow involved in it. Uh, I would say, like, maybe the odds are one in three. But uh, at least there's a, a chance there. And when that one goes by, that's when I think the, uh, the, the, 
the pattern will, will sort of flip into uh, this ridiculously warmer than normal pattern we've had in January and February, kind of transitioning to a colder than average pattern as we move into the month of March. I want to talk a bit about our sponsor on Bradfield Weather, McAllen Construction. They're located in Prospect, serving the entire state for over 25 years, a full-service construction company, woman-owned, small minority business, licensed in the state of Connecticut and insured. McAllen Construction, they're licensed as a major contractor, a new home construction contractor, plumbing and piping limited P7, home improvement contractor, and subsurface sewage installer. They're also involved with other utility work, as I said, carpentry, excavation, and McAllen Construction also does snow removal for residents, commercial businesses, and state and local government entities. They are on call 24-7, 365 days a year. Call at 203-758-3474. 203-758-3474. Visit McAllen Construction online at McAllenConstructionCT.com. And again, a big thank you to McAllen Construction for sponsoring the Bradfield Weather Podcast. Well, we'll get into our crystal ball segment in just a moment, but you ran an interesting poll on your Facebook page. How about talking about that? Right, Dan. As I've always said to our, our listeners here, if you want to contact me, it's really easy. Just remember my name and what I do, Bradfield Weather. And uh, bradfieldweather at Gmail. You can get me that way, uh, Bradfield Weather on Facebook, Bradfield Weather on Twitter, Bradfield Weather on Instagram. I put this poll out on Facebook, Dan, and the question was simply, who likes? Answer number one was this type of winter. So in other words, who likes it mild and kind of snowless? And answer number two was, who likes it cold and snowy? Well, the poll is still open. We've got 440 votes so far, so if you want to uh, get in on it, you can go to my Facebook fan page, Bradfield Weather, on Facebook. And um, Dan, we, we also have, in addition to the 440 votes, last time I looked, we had 20 comments. And, um, you know, some of them were rather pointed, <laughs> but um, I, I, I wonder what you think. What would you think? How would you answer this poll? Do you like this type of kind of mild, open winter with not much snow? Or would you rather have it really stormy and cold and snowy? Well, I'm going to say that, the, I mean, the winter that we're having now, I like because I'm not the snow lover that you are. But I would say that the poll leans more in the direction of people wanting more snow and cold for the winter. It's right. It leans, Dan. 53% of the vote is cold and snowy. 47% of the vote is for this type of winter weather. So it's almost like a presidential election in the United <laughs> States. It's kind of like 50-50 right down the middle. So, um, 
you know, get in the poll. I think, uh, I think the poll is going to end, uh, maybe toward dinner time this evening. So if you want to vote on it and we'll, we'll have the final results of the poll and you can also read through the, the 20 comments. Um, one lady said something about that. She had lived in the Pacific Northwest for years out near Portland, Oregon. And she said, this reminds her of a Portland, Oregon type winter where it snows occasionally, but most of the time it's rainy and mild. Now that's interesting when you think about it. Well, now I know what it's like to be in Portland. <laughs> uh, let, let, let's look to our crystal ball segment. Uh, I know you touched a bit upon it on the weather map, but uh, looking down the road, uh, crystal ball segment, what do you have? Well, next week, Dan, most of the nation is in cold. Uh, the coldest of the cold set are just east of the Rockies, uh, places like eastern Colorado down into north Texas. That's the coldest of the cold. Now, guess where the warmth is with respect to average? I hope it's right, us. It's right over us. Um, it is the mid-Atlantic and northeast coast of the United States. So picture like a little sliver of land area from, uh, say, central Virginia east on up to Washington and Baltimore and extreme eastern Pennsylvania up into uh, eastern New England. Uh, that is the area of the, quote, warmth with respect to normal next week, which is uh, the last week of February, uh, beginning on Monday the 24th. And uh, I think the reason that they're showing this sliver of warmth in the east is that they're going with that storm track of the storm. Um, remember I said in the weather map segment next Thursday, I was looking for low pressure near Albany, New York. So east of there, it would be warm. And west of there, it would be cold. And they've got the Arctic cold coming into western Pennsylvania and western upstate New York. So it, it's going to be a close call. But if the storm does take that track, ultimately, we will be on the warm side. And you know, practically the rest of the United States will be on the cold side. Um, as we look into week two of our crystal ball segment, Dan, the week of March 2nd, uh, the entire eastern United States, eastern two-thirds, so say from the Rockies east, is cold. Um, the coldest of the cold with respect to average appears to be centered around Dixie, or, you know, the Old South, yeah. uh, Arkansas, Mississippi, Alabama, Tennessee. Then week number three, uh, that would be the week beginning on Monday, March 9th. Uh, the coldest of the cold along the northern tier. This is the interesting weekend. This is the week where all of Alaska is warmer with respect to what's average. Wow. And this is the first time I've seen that this winter season. The entire you think in the, the, you you could fit Alaska in the lower 48 that's right and it would take up practically the whole lower 48 i mean alaska is massive it sure is it's yeah. enormous but this is the first time i've seen the entire alaska area warmer than average for the crystal ball segment so the week of march 9th it's cold along the northern tier including here in new england um the only warmth as i mentioned before in florida as the southeast ridge at least for a while gets squished to the south. So this could be one of those weird, weird, weird winters where it starts off like 
gangbusters. You remember the, all those storms right. we had early in December. Then you get nothing for a long time. Um, the, after Christmas, January, February, literally nothing big. No, yeah, it, it was a three-inch storm here and a one-inch storm there, but nothing big at all. And then um, it, it looks like the, the potential at least exists for some uh, snowstorms in March. And the reason I say that is you got to have Arctic air. If you do not have Arctic air, it is very hard to get a Connecticut snowstorm. You can get some up in the ski hills, and that's all based on topography and you know feet above sea level and all that stuff. And um, but but you, to get a to get a real snowstorm right down to the I ninety five corridor in Connecticut, you need Arctic air, and it does appear at least as I look into the crystal ball and we look at all the National Weather Service products for the month of March, uh, our Arctic air will be a player. It will be in the area. It will be nearby. So if a storm comes along and taps on that Arctic air, then we can have some snowstorms. Okay, well, that leads us right into the immediate forecast. And again, we are putting this podcast together on Friday, February 21st, two months into winter, by the way. And what does our forecast look like? Well, Dan, this afternoon, Friday afternoon, it looks like it'll be sunny with temperatures in the 30s. Uh, For the last full weekend of the month of uh February, we're looking for sunshine on Saturday with temperatures in the 40s. Sunshine on Sunday, temperatures approaching 50. This is crazy stuff. <laughs> Monday, sunshine, 48 to 54. We'll notice some high clouds coming in. Uh, it looks like rain on Tuesday with temperatures in the 40s. Maybe a lingering shower on Wednesday, temperatures in the 40s. And right now, Dan, you know, I'm tempted to say that there's the chance for some snow on Thursday, but I'm going to go with a consensus and say, okay, that storm is going to be over in Albany, and it's going to be close to us getting some snow, but it's going to be rain. So I'm going to say rain with temperatures in the 40s, and then colder Friday and next weekend as we transition from February to March. Um, and Dan, I wanted to give, uh, before we uh, sign off here, I wanted to give a quick shout out to you. Um, as most of our uh, uh, listeners know, you are one of the broadcasters for the Yard Goats. And um, I'm very excited to hear that you're going to be back this year and so forth with the Yard Goats. But um, if you're not doing anything on uh, Saturday, February 22nd at noontime, Dan is going to be doing some uh, it's color commentary right on Nesson Plus, Dan. That's Not Nesson, Nesson Plus. Nesson Plus, correct. As, you, as UMass takes on Davidson uh, from North Carolina in an Atlantic 10 basketball tilt. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. First time I've been on Nesson Plus. I'm on ESPN Plus a lot, but I'm really looking forward to this. I haven't done an A-10 game, so it's a first for me in many areas. I'll be joined by Jim Kane on the play-by-play, and it should be a good matchup. The teams are equal, and it's interesting because the UMass coach is from New Britain, Connecticut. He's coached high school basketball in Connecticut, and he is a member of the New Britain Hall of Fame. So it, it, there's a local flavor to all of this as well. Okay, well, great, and I, for one, will be tuned in. Noontime on Saturday, February 22nd, Nesson Plus. So uh, best of luck, Dan. Uh, your solid 
pro and a great broadcaster, so I know you're going to do a fantastic job. Well, you're very kind, Brad. Thanks. And, uh, well, this is an interesting forecast. And uh, down the road next week, we'll have another podcast to fine-tune that Thursday storm. And we'll also take another long-range look at what uh, March appears to be, all of this coming down the road. But, Brad, you be well. You be well as well, my friend. Thank you. The Bradfield Weather Podcast has been brought to you by McAllen Construction of Prospects, servicing the entire state for over 25 years, from the first dig to the last nail.